Let's take our Bibles together. Hope you brought yours to the book of First John. We go verse by verse through this book of the Bible. Have been on Sunday mornings and we're in chapter 3 together. First John chapter 3 this morning. And we'll start reading through, uh, starting at verse 11. We'll drop down through verse 15. So, at about five verses to look at today. And a familiar story in the Bible is going to be referenced here. And we'll read it back in Genesis uh, this morning, but First John chapter three and verse number eleven, the Bible says, "For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil." And his brothers righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Here we're going to see Cain and his brother, a description, a discussion of Cain and his brother. And it really follows on what he's been talking about in this chapter. He has been talking about, if you recall, in verse number 8, he said, He that committeth sin is of the devil... For the devil sinneth from the beginning, and he talks about how the devil has something going on in his children, just like God has something going on in his children. And it said in verse 10, right before the verse we read, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. And so what you have is a discussion starting in verse number 11 about two children in the same house. But one is a child of the devil and one is a child of God. And we know that by the following illustration of the story. Two children in the same house and yet they have very different spiritual fathers. Cain and Abel, that's the story. And so the illustration of Cain and Abel is an illustration of how there are the children of God and the children of the devil and sometimes they can be in the same family. And the Bible says right here in our text in verse 12 before we go to Genesis, not as Cain who was of that wicked one. Do you see that? So there is something evil about Cain. There is something wicked about Cain. There is something about Cain that's related to Satan, that's related to the devil. The Bible says he was of that wicked one. In verse number 11, he talks about how we're to love our brother. And obviously, Cain enables the story not about somebody loving their brother. It's a, it's a story about somebody that had a different nature besides love. And he didn't love his brother. He, he had hatred and he wanted to kill his brother. And the reason because of that is because that he, had a, he was of that wicked one, you see. He manifested himself as a child of the devil because of what came out of his life was just a product of what was in his heart. What was in Abel's heart was totally, totally different. And so it's an illustration of the children of God and the children of the devil. 
Now, I want to ask you this morning, are you like Cain or are you like Abel? And on first glance, you say, well, I never killed anybody, so I'm like Abel. And that's really not what our text reveals to us. Hold your finger right here in 1 John, if you will, and go all the way back to the first or the fourth chapter of the Bible in the book of Genesis. And we find the story of Cain and Abel. And I know you've heard it probably if you've been in church any in your life uh, from a child. And this story of Cain and Abel is very familiar to us. But it's such an illustration of the two different families. And I would say this, the love and the hate that are in people's hearts distinguishes what family that they are in. Our text said down in verse 13, before we read here in Genesis 4, that if the world hate you, see, he talks about the world hating you. Marvel not, my brother, if the world hate you. And the reason the world hates Christians, the reason the world hates believers is because of the family they are in. It's a product of who they are. It's not a product of things they choose or just in their life. It's a product of their nature. And so Cain had a an evil nature, and Abel had a different nature than his brother, though they're in the same family. Genesis chapter 4, let's, let's look at it. Verse number 1, Genesis 4 verse 1, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Well, that's deception number 2. Eve has Cain, and she says, this boy is from God. But this boy is not from God. This boy is of that wicked one. Is that what our text says? But Eve thinks that this is a spiritual boy. This is a godly boy. This is a... This is something from the Lord in her life. But this is going to be something from the devil in her life. How easily people do not distinguish the gift of God versus the gift of the devil in their lap. Look at the very next verse. I'll show you what I mean as I lay this charge to Eve. The Bible says in verse 2, And she again bare his brother Abel. Period. She didn't say, Abel, I've gotten a man from God. No. She said that about Cain, but not about Abel. You know, the more I think about Eve, I thought about preaching a message on all the wicked women in the Bible. I didn't develop it. I don't know how well it would go over, but I think if I did preach that message, that Eve would be on that list. And I say that, first of all, because that woman killed the whole human race. Every individual on this planet is bearing the scar of that wickedness of that one woman. But not only that, this woman has a spiritual boy in the house, and this, boy, this woman has a devil in the house, and she can't discern which is the devil and which is from God. She thinks Cain's from God, but she doesn't, even, she doesn't give Abel any mind. She, there is no... There is no epitaph. There is no uh, description. There, there is no phrase from her heart, from Abel. And you know, what, what do we know about Cain and Abel? Abel, Abel's the shepherd, of course. Now, get, get this. The first man that ever died 
The first human being that ever died on this planet was a shepherd. You know who Abel is? He's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a type of that good shepherd that laid down his life for us. Abel, the Bible says that God is going to have respect unto Abel in this chapter. God respects Abel. He doesn't respect Cain. And God respects what Abel brings to him, but he doesn't respect what Cain brings to him. And the Bible tells us uh, about Lord Jesus Christ when Jesus said that Abel was, was righteous. Not only his works were righteous, but he was righteous. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 about Abel that by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Abel was a man of faith. Abel was a man that was accepted by God. Cain was a man that was rejected by God. And yet here is Eve and she looks at Cain and says, this is from God. And she looks at Abel and she says nothing about it. You know what I see there? I see man's wicked heart. I see man's confusion. You know, so many times when God sends something in your life, you you don't even think it's from God. We heard a message, I think it was even even, uh, on Wednesday night from the evangelist. He's talking about chastening and and how that's a good thing. And it is a good thing. And it shows that God loves us. But, but, but here's these two boys, and they're so opposite. And Eve, Eve doesn't know, Eve doesn't recognize one's from God and one's from the devil. Just like sometimes we don't recognize that chastening in our lives, it comes from God. It's something good. It comes from someone that loves us. And yet sometimes the devil brings something in our lives, and we don't understand that that's the very thing that's going to destroy our hearts. Cain is going to wreck the family. Cain is going to ruin the family. And yet Eve thinks, this is from the Lord. wonder how many times you've recognized a gift of the devil versus a gift of God in your life. How many times have I heard somebody come to me and say, oh, this, this person is brought into my life. And they thought it was such a, a blessing. And God brought this person into my life. I have never had anybody come to me and say, preacher, I think the devil has brought a person into my life. There's never any discernment of that. It's always, oh, God sent this person. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Oh, preacher, God gave me this great opportunity, gave me this job. Well, maybe he didn't. Is that job going to take you away from God? Is that person going to take you away from God? You see, somebody said, we can't discern if the devil's bringing this into our life or is God bringing And that is, that is the disease of Eve. Cain from the Lord. Abel. Ah. Let's keep reading in Genesis 4. The Bible says, verse number 3, In the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. You know what you see in that, that verse? You know, wicked people are not, that doesn't mean they're not religious. The Bible says Cain was of that wicked one. Is that what the Bible says say? And yet he's bringing an offering unto God. That tells me just because people are religious does not mean that they're not of the devil. Religion has nothing to do with what family you're in. 
Cain brings his offering unto the Lord, verse number four, and Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? Thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted, and if thou doest not well, sin. There's your first reference to that word. Sin lieth at the door. What happens? Verse number 8, you know the story. Cain talked with Abel his brother and came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Well... He's a murderer and a liar. You know what the devil is? He's a murderer and a liar. He is just acting out the nature of who his father is. Verse 10, God says to Cain, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now thou art thou cursed. You know what God did to Cain? God put a mark on Cain. I'm not going to preach about what that mark was, but it really doesn't matter. Everybody knew who Cain was. Everybody knew who Cain was. Had a mark on him. You know, everybody still knows who Cain is. Because there is a characteristic, there is an attribute in the life of Cain that stands out to everybody. And that attribute is that hatred and that wrath. And it's very evident who Cain is. It's very evident who Abel is. Even to this day, the Bible says that he being dead yet speaketh. Abel still has a testimony. Abel's faith is still speaking about his faith in God. Everybody knows who Abel is. Everybody knows what family he's in. Everybody knows who Cain is. I wondered this morning... What really defines you? What really, what family are you really in? Is your life evidenced by love or is your life evidenced by this hatred? Our text says, if you'll go back to 1 John, we'll stay there the rest of the time. Our text says back in 1 John chapter 3, He said in verse number 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. In other words, it is a characteristic in our heart that we can't get away from. There is love that is on the inside of anyone who has passed from death to life. Anybody that's been saved by the grace of God has love put down into them. I'll say this, human beings cannot love. They do not have that capability. We know that by the next chapters in this book. The Bible says, Love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. You have to be born of God to love, because love is a characteristic of God. Hate is a characteristic of who we are. Love comes from God. And if you have love in you this morning, it's because God put that in you. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 tells us that. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost 
which is given to us. Now, here's the question. The reason that you can't love other people may be because you don't have the Holy Ghost inside of you. Because the only way any of us can love anybody is because the Holy Ghost is down in here and the love of God is put down in there with Him. Because the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. You look, I don't hate anybody. You know why I don't hate anybody? Because I'm saved. And there's love in there. Now, there's a lot of people I don't like. There's a lot of people I don't like to be around. But there has, there's been love put down in my heart because I passed from death into life. There is something of Abel in me. You understand? Not Cain, but Abel. Because there's a new nature that's put in here. That's why I love being around God's people. Now, now look, I, I despise I despise some people. But I still love them in the Lord. I, I want them to be saved. I despise, uh, I despise people that, that hurt little children. I, I despise this sodomite crowd. But I want them all to be saved. I don't want any of them to go to hell. You see, I've been in the penitentiary preaching to them. I've been in penitentiary and put my arm around a guy and hugged him as a brother in Christ that had murdered people. That was just as saved as I am. But you see, God changed Cain into Abel. God passed him from death unto life. Now forget this big old burly guy came forward to get saved, just big old guy. He started telling me, I didn't want him to tell me stuff he'd done. He started telling me stuff that make your hair curl. Normally I would, I would say, get away from me, don't, don't get near me. But that old guy wept his way to Calvary and came to Christ. And he passed from death unto life. And all those things in his life, though they were despicable to me, I, I, I wanted him to know Christ. I wanted him to change families, you see. We know that we pass from death and life. How, how, how can there be love for anybody like that? God has to put it in your heart. And Cain didn't have that in his heart. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. You know, if you can't stand being around God's people, it may be that you're not saved. I didn't say you had to like all God's people, but if, if you just don't want to be around God's people, we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brother. There's just love there. I mean, it's like your personal family, you know. <laughs> it takes a lot for some of you to love the people in your family. I can get real personal if you want me to. There's, there are people that you live with that you still love. You know why? Because they're your family. Love is in you because they're part of your life. They are your blood. You have an obligation to love them. And it's, there's a commitment there that runs deeper than just what's going on in the house. By the way, I'll say this. Our family relationships, just like Cain and Abel here, really show what's in our heart. You know who you really are? You really are the person you are at home. Amen. 
That's who you really are. If there's love, in the, if there's love when you're at the home, that, that's who you are. But, but if there's that wrath and that anger at home, yeah. See, anybody can dress up and come around other people and fake it for a few hours, you know. But when you're at home, and that's why it's so hard to love people you live with. Because it takes real love. Amen. Real love. So many people, they, they think they love other people until they have to live with them. Amen. The people that you think you would love to be around if you had to live with them, you wouldn't love them either. I'm talking about Cain killing his own brother in the same house because it reveals what kind of heart this guy has. And 1 John, is, and we're going to get into this when we get down to verse 16. One of the ways that we have assurance, I didn't say one way we're saved, but one of the ways we have assurance of our salvation because there's love that's put down in our hearts, you see. This illustration of Cain goes to the indignation of Cain, how he's got all this hatred and anger in his heart. Showing what kind of a person that he is. Would you look in our text again in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 15? He said, whosoever hateth his brother is a what? A murderer. You see, what? you know why God put that in the Bible? He put that in the Bible for all the lost people that think they're not bad because they've not killed anybody. They say, I'm not Cain because I've not, I've not killed anybody. But God says this, I'm not just looking at what you've done. I'm looking at what's in your heart. And if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. Jesus said the same thing in Matthew chapter 5. He said, you've been hurt. You've heard in old time that it was said, and he quotes the commandment, thou shalt not kill. But I say unto you, whosoever is angry with his brother without cause is in danger of the judgment. And if you say to your brother, Raka, that is thou fool, you're in danger of hell fire. He's not just talking about what they've done. He's talking about what's in their heart. I ask you this morning, what's in your heart? Is, is love in your heart or is anger in your heart? We got anger everywhere. And I understand it with lost people. I understand it with the world. I understand the wars of people that don't know God and the violence and the rape and the riots and all the, all the boiling hatred that, that rises up in people. I understand that if they're keen. But I don't understand that if they're able. Because Abel doesn't want to kill his brother. It's an assurance of who he is. Cain's indignation. Before he killed his brother. Shows what kind of a person that he was. Our Bible says here in 1 John chapter 3, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that, it's like that verse, you know, when Jesus said, If you look on a woman to lust, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. See, we as human beings, we just base things on people's outward condition, but God looks a lot deeper than that. God looks at us about what we would do if we had the opportunity to do it. You know, some of us hadn't done real bad things because we never had the chance to. God never has given us the chance yet. 
But he knows in our hearts what we would do if we could do it. Mm -mm. So what I'm going to ask you this morning is, are you more like Cain or are you more like Abel? Do you have constant anger in your heart and hatred in your heart? Or do you have love in your heart? He said, whosoever hath his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. I want you to look at that word abiding. He's not saying that if you hate somebody, you're not saved. He's not saying that. Because saved people can hate people. They shouldn't. But they can. As a matter of fact, in verse number 11, if you remember what we, how we started. For this is, then is, the, or this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another. How many times do we... Not do what we should. Certainly saved people can hate. But they can't have that eternal life abiding in them. That word abiding is so important in this book. That resting, dwelling relationship. That's what he said in this chapter in verse number 6. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. If you abide, you can live in the same house with somebody and not abide with them. If you're close to Jesus Christ, you're not going to sin. If you're close to Jesus Christ, if eternal life is abiding in you, if if you're abiding with Jesus, then the hatred's not there. You know why people are so angry? They're away from God. Save people, even save people that have so much anger issues and hatred in the heart. Look, if you'll abide in Him, you'll have the love there. He'll put it there. He said in verse number 14 of chapter 2 of 1 John, in the middle of the verse, I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you. It's one thing for you to have the word of God. It's another thing for it to abide in you. It's, an, it's one thing for you to have Jesus. another thing for Jesus to a, abide in you. And you to abide in Him. It's one thing for you to have eternal life. It's another thing for that eternal life to be resting, dwelling at home in your soul. He said in verse number 6 of chapter 2, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk as he walked. If you abide in Jesus, if you abide in the word of God, if eternal life is abiding in us, then it changes the way we walk. It changes the way we think. It changes what's in our hearts. John chapter 15 tells us that. That, that, That's the chapter that goes directly with what I'm saying this morning. Jesus said, abide in... He's saying this to His disciples. He's saying this to His followers. He's saying this to those that already believe on Him. Abide in Me. And I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the, in the vine. You've got to stay close to Jesus, and, and you have to dwell with Him and rest in Him. And if you don't, you get mad about everything. And that part of you that's not saved, that flesh begins to take over, and those thoughts of hatred and anger come in your heart. Hold your finger where we are in First John. Go to First Peter just for those people that think Christians do not have the ability to hate. Well, you know that's just practically ignorant. But, but it tells us where you're abiding. It tells us where you, where you live in your life. In First Peter chapter 4, this is written to Christians. 
And it says in verse number 15, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 15, but let none of you suffer as a what? <laughs> now, why would he write that to Christians if we couldn't commit murder? <laughs> Probably one of the best men that ever walked on planet Earth was David. He was a murderer. Of course, the apostle Paul was a murderer before he got saved. But he, he, he murdered people thinking he was doing the right thing. He said, let none of you, you, save people, suffer as a murderer. Oh, I'd never murder anybody. Who are you mad at? Who do you hate? How much love is in your heart? <laughs> let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a what? Let me ask you a question. You think a saved person can steal? You see, murder is a sin like any other sin. Uh, hatred and anger is a sin like any other sin. And we know what 1 John says about sin. We can't say that we have no sin. But he said, don't, be, don't suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer. That, that's, that's Cain. Don't, don't, don't live like that. You don't have to live like that. Look at verse 15. This is for our flesh book people. Or as a busybody in other men's matters. You know why God puts stuff like that in the Bible? Because you'll read, oh, I'm not a murderer. I never killed anybody. I'm not a thief. I don't steal things from people. And then God says, are you a busybody? Because you're just you're part of the whole crowd. You know what a busybody is? Think, a busybody is a person that's got to know everybody, everything about everybody else's business. They're not busy enough. They're so bored they've got to look up everybody else's life on the internet. Is that all right? There is something devilish about you having to know all the details about somebody else's life. I'm saying it's devilish. It's in the same verse with murder, thievery, and evil doing. It must be related to Cain. Amen. And by the way, people are always doing that. You know what comes out of that? Hatred. It's not Oh, look at her hair. I want hair like that. It's, look at her hair. Yeah. It's not, look at their life. I'm so glad they're blessed. Well, I'll tell you why they've got that blessed life. There's more in our hearts that's about Cain than we realize. Yes, The Bible says that Cain's indignation came from a dark place in his heart. And that's the same dark place that can be in our heart. But it won't be there if you'll abide in Christ. And if you let those things of your eternal life abide in you. Look at back at our text in 1 John. But look at 1 John chapter 2. I want to read that. 1 John chapter 2 verse 9. Let's look at the Bible this morning. 1 John chapter 2. The Bible says verse 9. He that saith he is in the light. And hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother, look at it, abideth in the light. And there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness. And knoweth not whither he goeth because that darkness is blind his eyes. He's talking about brothers and sisters in the family of God. And he's saying, hey, you don't need to walk in darkness. You need to walk in the light. You don't need to abide in darkness. You need to abide in the light. Look at what's in your heart. Do you have love there or do you have anger and hatred there? 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, the Bible says in verse number 20. 
1 John 4, 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a what? He's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And what God's trying to tell us is our relationship with one another, our thoughts and anger toward one another, is just a reflection of our our attitudes toward God. Listen, Cain killed his brother because he couldn't kill God. He wanted to kill God. He was angry at God because God had respect unto Abel and didn't have respect unto him. And God accepted Abel's offering and didn't accept his offering. And God told him sin lay at his door. If he could have grabbed a hold of God, he'd have stuck a knife right through the heart of God himself. And our relationship with God, people, is a picture of our, our relationships with one another. And we can't say we love God if we have a hard time loving people. And the reason that we ha- we're so mad at people is because we're really mad at God. All that anger and hatred and frustration and wrath, that's really not at who you're mad at. It's really toward God. They didn't want to stone Moses and Aaron because they're such bad people and made bad decisions. They had a beef with God. It was their brother. But they were mad at God and the path God was leading them on. Wouldn't it be good if we'd be honest this morning and say, God, I've got some hatred in my heart toward you. I've got some anger in my heart toward you. And the anger that I have toward other people is just a reflection of my anger that I've got toward you. But will you cleanse my heart and purify my heart? Would you cleanse me of my sin? If you can change, amen, murderers in the penitentiary and sodomites in the penitentiary, amen, and child molesters in the penitentiary, surely you can change my heart. And you can help me love people. Or maybe you're not saved and you need to come to God and say, God, would you save my soul and shed abroad your love in my heart by the Holy Ghost that's given to me because so I can love people instead of just hating people all the time? I preach that. Why do they want to kill babies? Because they they hate God and they they hate people and they're children of the devil. They're Cain. Why does Putin want to kill all them people in Ukraine? He's a child of the devil. He's got hatred in his heart. He just hates God too. I'll give you this last thing. Cain's illustration to us, Cain's indignation, how his anger was the thing, not just him killing his brother. But what was his motivation? Why did he do it? In 1 John chapter 3, the Bible says this, verse number 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him? Why did he do it? Because his own works were what? Evil and his brother's righteous. Abel was better than Cain. Abel had a better sacrifice than Cain. Abel had a better relationship with God than Cain. And Cain hated him for it. 
Cain's works were evil. That's plural. There was something evil about Cain before he knocked his brother's brains out. You know what it was? One of the things was he didn't have any faith. The Bible says whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And Abel brought his offering to God by faith. I don't think Cain had any faith at all toward God. He's always bragging about what he's bringing to God, you see. He has no trust in the Lord. He probably has trust in himself. There's something wicked about Cain. I, I started thinking about that and I thought, in a world without any bars, in a world without internet or drug shops, in a world without pornography, in a world probably without even somebody that you could find to fornicate with. I mean, when they start, there's only four people on the planet. You know man is wicked when there's four people on the planet and one guy's works are evil. There's not even the paraphernalia out there to get involved in evil, but there's evil in here. You know what's true about man? It doesn't matter what his environment is. If there's something evil in his heart, he's going to find a way to do evil. What in the world could he be doing? God says his works were evil. He'd look over his brother. His brother, amen, would be whistling, you know. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And Cain just sits there and says, I don't know what he's saying about. What's his problem? Just Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Yeah, you're just talking about what God said all the time. Hatred. Why? Abel's better than he is. You know, people always have hated people that, that are a step above them. That's true socially. That's true in class warfare. That's true racially. That's true in the world system of nations hating others. That's true in people's lives. You look at somebody that's got better relationship than you do. Somebody's got a better life than you do. Somebody that's got more things than you do. Somebody's got better looks than you. And there's something in your heart that's devilish that doesn't like that person. I've seen people that that don't like people that have a close relationship with God even in the church. They're turned off by spiritual people. You know why? Because they're not spiritual. Why didn't Cain say, man, if God accepted you, help me, help me, brother. Help me so I can learn how God can accept me. Why are you going to get mad? Why don't you find out Abel's secret and get in on it? But oh, human nature is not that way. They don't look at a spiritual person or a person that's blessed by God and say, oh, how can I get my life right with God so I can be blessed? No, they just have indignation. And they're motivated because they have something they don't have. Was that not true with Saul and David? Why did Saul hate David? What did David ever do but bless Saul? What did David ever do but fight the enemies of Saul? What did David ever do but bring victory to the people of God? And was a loyal man for Saul? Why did he hate him so because he slayed his ten thousands and I just slayed a thousand and people are singing his praise and they don't sing my praise. 
And because God blesses him and God doesn't bless me. And he sits down and he plays that music and the Spirit of God's all over him. And I've got an evil spirit on me, so I want to kill him. Remember Judas Iscariot and that woman comes in. She anoints the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'd think Judas would have said, Glory to God. It's about time somebody gives Jesus a gift. It's about somebody, time somebody starts worshiping God this way. But no. Because she gave something Judas would not give. And instead of learning from her example, he hated her. He he mocked her and despised her and criticized her. Why? Cain. You would have thought when Jesus Christ walked upon this earth and healed the sick and raised the dead and fed people and never spake like that, not like any man ever spake, and yet the scribes and the priests and the Pharisees hated. You know why? He was better than they were. His heart was pure. Theirs was not. God heard his prayers. He wasn't listening to their prayers. Just as that woman was better than Judas and David was better than Saul and Abel was better than Cain, Jesus Christ was better than all that religious crowd and they said put him on a tree and crucify him and kill him because the motivation is My works are evil. His is righteous. And I'm a son of Cain and I hate him. By the way, as I finish, our text says, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. You know what you and I are supposed to be? We're supposed to be able. We're supposed to come in saying, well, glory be to God. I'm just a sinner saved by the grace of God. And here's the blood, Lord. I can't, I can't do anything. I just plead the blood. I, I want to draw nigh to you, O God. And here's my offering to you. I'm bringing my gifts to you. And I want to fellowship with you. And I want to trust you. And I want to believe and have that faith growing in my life. And as we live that kind of life and live according to the dictates of the Word of God, the world is going to hate us just like Cain hated his brother. We have been saved for so many years in our country from the persecution of the hatred of Bible-believing Christians, but I don't know how long that's going to hold up. Because I'm telling you right now that lost people hate Bible-believing Christians. It's not just dissatisfaction with. It's not just disgust. It is out-and-out hatred. And if they could, they'd kill the whole lot of us. They'd kill all of us. I'm talking about Cain's family. I'm talking about people that aren't saved. They'd kill all of us if they could. And the only reason they can't, there's probably a little hedge about us still. But marvel not if the world hates you. Why would we be surprised? Here's my problem is, why would you want to go to the people that hate the people of God? Why would you want to have more in common with people that hate the people of God? Here's my question to you. Are you Cain or Abel? Do you love the Word of God? Cain hates the Word of God. Do you love the people of God? Cain hates the people of God. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Cain doesn't, Cain doesn't love God. What's in your heart this morning? Are you Cain or are you Abel? Did you get up this morning saying, Lord, I love you. 
I really love you. Is your heart filled with love or is it filled with envy and jealousy and wickedness and evil? Is evil on the inside? But while the world hates, guys, we can still love. Jesus said in John chapter 15, he says, guys, the world's going to hate you. They're going to cast you out. You know what he said to them, though? Listen, listen. Love each other. While they're hating, you love. You got somebody around you that's filled with hate, fill your life with love. While the world hates the things of God, we ought to just love the things of God more and more. You know what Jesus said? While they hate you and they want to kill you and destroy you, He said this, I want you to remember this, I'm your friend. You know, it doesn't matter if the whole world wants to kill you if Jesus is your friend. If you belong to Him, He said, I've chosen you. In John 15, I've chosen you. I've chosen you out of the world. If the world hates you, don't worry about it. You belong to me. I'm your friend. Fill your life with me and fill your life with love and and with all the hate. Guys, we have never been a time, July the 4th or not, we've never been a time there's so much hatred in the air. You know why? There's not much God in the air. In spite of all that, you know what we can do? We can love each other and we can love the Lord. And we can love the truth. That world hated Jesus Christ, he said, because I spoke to them the truth, you see. They despised it. God told Cain the truth. He he made him mad. You get mad when you're told the truth. If you do, you're Cain. You're Cain. Do you love the Lord? Do you love the book? Do you love the people of God? Or is there all kind of anger? Hatred. And somebody says, yeah, preacher, but you don't know. Hush. Hush. We're not talking about what people have done to you. We're talking about the love that God put down in you. And if he's never put it down in you, why don't you get some of it this morning? And if you're saved... And you've not been abiding in him. And that hatred and that wrath has been stirring up. Why don't, why don't you come and let him overcome that, with, overcome that evil with good. And bring that love back into your life.